Welcome back, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> Years in the making. Dude, it feels like we're at home again. Yeah, up in the new stew. Maybe I should uh, edit that uh, Well, If I was trying to monetize this, no, but if I don't have it, if we don't give a shit, then I should just put in that Thin Lizzy song. The boys are back in town, boys <laughs> are back in town. That was sick. <laughs> All of our, like, eight fans... Oh my Damn, god, episode man. two. Yeah, we need to we need to get on that marketing grind. You're really good at that. That marketing grind. I just be talking. Motherfuckers don't tell me to shut up. I'm like, hey, you know, I got a podcast with my buddy. Damn, man. I'm too shy. I need to flex a little bit more, huh? Cool. It, usually it's because I'll be talking. People be like, oh, you have a voice for radio or you have a voice for podcasting. Do, like <laughs> dead ass, you really do, brother. And then I, I follow up with, yeah, actually, I've dabbled, <laughs> to be completely honest. <laughs> yeah. Here's my link. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could, Link's you could maybe in my bio. <laughs> follow us on iTunes, SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, actually, I don't. I haven't even looked, but uh, we might still be up on on iTunes. Maybe Spotify. We still are on SoundCloud because that's, sure yeah, that's, that's where you would. Yeah, that's where I show people. you would. I think we're sitting at like too. thirty-eight yeah. views or like fifty-nine or something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I need to renew the. We need to renew the. Um, I think it was Podbean. It's it's oh, the the service uh, that there's different services out there. Podbean's not the only one, but basically they, you pay for a subscription with this service and they allocate your podcast to different platforms basically because you can't just like we can't just publish this solely to itunes on itself there's a Uh, a little verification process that you have yeah yeah they got their little uh little um monopoly I, i guess in the in that industry yeah music and Radio media has always been one of those places that, like, you you can't fuck with the sleeping dragon. Yeah. It'll bite you in the ass. I guess there's probably, like, law and legislature around it, too, because if you used iTunes as, like, a free publishing site, imagine all of the, like, non-user agreement following content that would be posted. Oh, my gosh. It would be, like, a live leak for audio recordings. They'd have, there's no way to police that unless there's, like, a paywall. Absolutely not. Because then another company is also liable for breaking the terms. Like, if you say some crazy stuff, I would imagine, uh, like, if you were a lawyer representing an individual against Apple as well, it's probably in the consumer's best interest. Because, like, let's say somebody's like, hey, you know you can't say that on on the internet. And then you're like, oh, wait, what? And you're completely unaware. Like, there's this uh, YouTuber, his name's Cody's Lab. And he got two strikes on his channel, one for microwaving a grasshopper because he's like a like a That's scientist. so random. That is so random. Yeah. Well, he was trying to show like the blood plasma and like regular plasma are two different things or something like that. Oh, shit. Um, or no, no, no. Uh, I think it was the size of the insect versus the size of the microwave. So like mm. fruit flies lived, grasshoppers died. It wasn't mm. like they exploded to, like some movie scene shit, but it was like, mm. you know, considered by some animal cruelty. And then the next um, one was dude. recovering uranium from like different sources and then putting mm. it together. But he was doing it like all very informatively. Like if you got to watch the videos, you'd be like, oh, okay. So that's how I get like uranium 253 out of man. a clock. That's not even an animal. That's an insect. Yeah. that's <laughs> Got to get the insect pain. activists yeah. out. That grasshopper saw his life flash before his eyes. <laughs> I, I just imagine, nom, nom, nom. Am I a locust yet? Like, Yeah. <laughs> pretty simple life dude it's crazy how how much regulation there is like we don't even know the full scope of it imagine if we like get this up and running like we do start creating like video podcasts which i i'm i so fucking want to do that dude i so do i i really like side note i really think that podcasts that have uh not just the not just like video footage of the people talking but the best ones are like, you know, that Joe Rogan style where it's like you got multiple cameras and it kind of like flip flops. Yeah. You got someone at the control panel. Yeah. 
those are like those are the coolest but yeah no one day like we i think for sure we're gonna get a video but when we do that just dude imagine all of these little things that we're gonna have to start uh worrying about i mean even as just like any type of content nowadays you do kind of have to it's ever evolving yeah. so you do have to worry about all these little well regulations but dude it's going to be a headache once we especially get it up on video youtube is is crazy not to mention don't even get we don't even have to get started on tiktok with all the people who get shadow banned on tiktok nowadays yeah it's crazy it's absolutely insane. The uh, it's funny you bring up the Joe Rogan podcast because he's actually like losing a huge proportion of his viewers. Oh, is he? Because uh, Spotify's video players like not up to their standards because mm. they're so used to the customizability of YouTube and stuff like right, that. Right, right. Like, using a integrated web mm. like video viewer, whatever it's called. They I used it once. Yeah, I've I've watched quite a few. They look all right. Like, they're not terrible. I think you can speed them up and slow them down like a regular it's podcast, It's just that too. it's in its infancy, like yeah. you're saying. And it, it, no, even if it was, I, I don't know how the, how it is, like, as a, from a user end, right? Like, how smooth it is, like, you're kind of getting at. But just in general, anything that's new, people will always, always be... It's always tough to have that transition into something new. You know, you're just you get you get used to something, get comfortable with something, you get uh, conservative with it. You want to conserve what's worked, right? Yeah, most of your uh, your daily life is already thought out in terms of like the the different stuff that you use, the different um, apps and everything that you decide to browse like i got my home screen laid out perfectly for like the last two <laughs> years like i haven't moved a single app because i know exactly yeah. the things i'm gonna be in yeah yeah so the fact that like they no longer click on youtube and they click on spotify because the other thing about spotify is or uh is youtube when you have like a video up you're usually browsing and doing other shit too like it's not like you're just giving it your undivided attention yeah 100 percent. you, you only look like, at two faces for so long yeah and that's the whole beauty of well, more specifically podcasts, but, like, YouTube in general is, like, you can kind of uh, do it. Uh, you can consume that content while you're doing, like, for example, a menial task, like washing the dishes. That is legit what I do almost all the time. Like, I consume some type of content, more, more, more preferably informational rather than entertainment and then that's how i get like again i always talk about the, or i've been talking about this as of recently that's how i attain breadth of knowledge and then on my free time when i do have time the things that do kind of stick in my brain um then i'll come back and review or dig further and then acquire the wealth of knowledge that's the greatest part about it is yeah. like you do it when you're not having to devote 100% focus and attention that on it. That soft focus is immensely powerful. It has extreme applications. Like, I remember when people went to the extreme on passive focus, and there's, like, those dream and learn CDs where it's, like, teach your <laughs> baby how to spell at only five months old, and it would just, like, play the alphabet over and over. Some <laughs> old German guy probably on, like, a wooden chair in some office. There was that one Dexter, uh, Dexter's Laboratory. Did you ever watch that one? Oh, yeah. Young? Oh, yeah. Remember that that episode where he was learning French while he was sleeping? <laughs> Omelette du flamage or something <laughs> like that? Yeah, and he just, yeah, like, yeah. got stuck on that. And he that's all he learned. That's all he could say. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. to that extent, but it's definitely It useful. doesn't work. We no. found out that we shut down that part of the brain that processes. Yeah. That part of what really happens in sleep that uh, where that theory probably stemmed from, I don't know for sure, but this would be my guess, is that sleep is very important for learning and memory, but that's only through the process of the REM sleep stage because mm -hmm. everything's being moved to the hippocampus. Mm -hmm. That's that's where probably, I don't know for sure, but th that would be my guess maybe where the, the speculation occurred. But it's, it's, I, it's probably only just moving, moving what you've acquired over the day, over the years, weeks, whatever. And uh, yeah. I think like fleshing it out as well because if you... I don't know when synaptic pruning occurs during, like, you know, when you're awake or when you're asleep. I would assume when you're asleep because that seems like the easiest time for the brain to, like, you know, target certain areas to 
optimize. But I feel like when you're asleep, you have like the most range in your brain. Like you can do the most wild shit. Like if you have like a, what are those like brain activity maps, right? Is that a, you may be able to do that in a CT scanner or a CAT scanner. I don't know, but you know, like the heat maps of your brain, like yeah. when you're reading, when you're yeah. playing video games. Yeah. It happens for dreams too. Like when yeah. you're dreaming of loved yeah, ones, that's when you're what, doing nightmares. Yeah, exactly. That's when the most activity occurs is in REM sleep. Yeah. So if you have learned something in the day and it's stored like, you know, it, as a memory of the different senses that you experienced it and the different concepts that you pulled back from during the experience, like... You wouldn't be able to teach baby calculus. So as you're learning calculus, yeah. you're remembering all of your algebra. Yeah. And then you're yeah. remembering, like, you know, the number systems and what the classroom smells like and how boring your teacher is. And, like, right. trying to figure out where to put all that is probably the REM sleep's job. It is uh, 100% from what, I've, uh, from what I've gathered from, like, learning about uh, the – just on the general topic of the importance of sleep, but learning more about, like, what REM sleep does because it's really fascinating, man. Like, if you think about it conceptually, you're that's – that's where this theory of um, – uh, I believe it. This is an el- evolutionary theory that uh, humans are pattern-oriented uh, creatures in terms of learning. Uh, I mean, if you connect the dot, I'm literally going to use this this phrase, but uh, you're conceptually connecting the dots. Like you're you're piecing together the parts of the puzzle in that stage of sleep. So, you know, anything that you've learned, you know, and you see a connection from, let's say it's interdisciplinary, you know, like you learn something that has to do with, let's say, neuroscience. And then, um, I don't know, you find some sort of connection between that and something to do with your gut health. Or, or I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, I'm I just pulling something out of my ass right now. But, like, literally you you see, like, oh, maybe this, this, you, you find speculation through that um, that there might be a relation between A and B, right? Through yeah. things that you've learned. And then, obviously, other things. But that's, that's the whole point of REM sleep. It's like literally like your brain is moving all that you've all this information. It's doing a data import into your hippocampus and then it's drawing these connections and it's making things like learned behavior, creating memories. Although you could argue that memories are created when you're experiencing them. But you get my point. Well, you can yeah. create false memories after the fact. That's true. Um I wonder if it's not uh, the hippocampus like processing everything. I wonder if it's the like centralizing of that intelligence all or like the experience all in the center of the brain on the way to the hippocampus. It might be that. Because if you think about it, like uh, a genius is described as having a high IQ, but a genius anatomically can kind of be defined by somebody that has more interconnectivity between the right and the left. Mm. So I wonder if on the way to your stored memory and on the way to your like decision making, um, these like different parts of the memory or these different parts that you obtained kind of mix and mingle during that. And then whatever the output is, is what you've learned or what you've processed, which is why like PTSD can affect your processes so deeply in sleep. And like you can keep on having the same nightmares over and over again, because that's what all the pathways lead to. Like they lead to that junction in your brain that gets stored in the hippocampus. I do know that um, a lot of, uh, like you did mention, like people with PTSD, a lot of that, their, that it, their specific issues has to do with like, so they're like ruminating on things a lot, right? Um, a lot of rumination is either a cause or a result of oxidative stress in the brain. Hmm. Which oxidative stress is basically just a reaction from free radicals that happen within your within your entire body, which is a natural it's it's natural. It's neither good nor bad. It's just that you can have too much of it. It's almost like a car engine, right? It's mm-hmm. like 
it can overheat too much, but it's it's going to heat up. It's not it's inevitable, right? So any type of stress, like with PTSD, something very traumatic happens to you, especially like you know, if you're like super young and you can't necessarily comprehend that either the like i said the rumination could be a cause or an effect so in a lot of cases it could be a cause as to which you can't like comprehend you know what has occurred to you or what you've seen and so it's uh, constantly thinking about the same thing and not being able to reason it actually legitimately causes this ox this oxidation of free radicals inside of your brain and that's what causes things like brain fog and literal memory loss i'm i shit you not brother i shit you not it's insane that does make sense to me because uh right after my mom died i lost a month out of my memory yeah um because i was eight and then i she died in march and i don't remember anything from march to april i remember like hearing like hearing the news and then i remember being at my grandparents house a month later and i told my entire family member like yeah the entire process was really quick we um we had whatever it was that we had to do like we packed up the house and everything like that in like two days and then drove out and everybody started looking at me like i was crazy they were like two days it took us like six weeks almost and i was like what are you talking about i remember like two days and then we drove out there and they're like no you you're misremembering that I misremembered the day too. You you misremember that as well? I remember well I was younger. But, yeah. But it was like a day I remember she told me I needed to pick up my toys and I thought the day after that we left. Yeah, that's exactly Shit, what I thought. Yeah. My grandma was like, No, they that brought was, you lasagnas. Uh, that was Jacob's you. brother Alex, by the way. We'll have them on soon. We need to get another mic. It's yeah. hard to have it, I would say like jump on right now, but it's hard to have Multiple people, yeah. Want to have that guy on? Yeah. Oh man. That'd be <laughs> no, good. but that see that's that's crazy. Oxidative, huh? maybe. So Sounds like should, it. Uh, I should definitely send you some stuff more about that. I mean, um, also shout out to again that that YouTube channel that I've been learning a lot from Leon Longevity. If he ever one day comes across this pod- podcast, sir, you are like a godsend and incredibly intelligent. Like you're literally the, the biggest gem I've ever found on the internet for just source of information and just helping people, uh, helping people, uh, be more conscious of their, their health in life. Anyways, shout out to you. But yeah, I learned a lot of this from him and then concurrently he would all, he, the, the other brilliant thing about this guy. And I mentioned this before he has like blog, he has a blog post that he always like associates usually with his informational videos flooded with all the citations of everything that he's referencing. Therefore you can look those up and you can dig even deeper if it really interests you. And I've gone down the rabbit hole a little bit, obviously, and it's fascinating brother. Like this, this, phenomenon of uh oxidative stress it's it's honestly like everybody experiences it and it's it's not just within your brain it's like uh for example physically i i feel it a lot like right now i feel a little bit overtrained so like just this past week of training or whatever however long could have been longer than that you know i could have just been uh because i've hit whether it be a pr or i just went really hard one day and right now i'm feeling it so i can't really explain explain it like i i feel decent but when i go and try to do the same intensity it's like uh i could feel like my joints hurt a little bit i feel like i want to like nap a couple times throughout the day and i've noticed i'll notice like weight fluctuations even though i don't have um I haven't, I'm like, I haven't been like overeating on calories. I'm like, it could be more salt, but a lot of it is like, I can see some like fluid retention. So I know that that might be cortisol levels up, but that's also associated with, again, just in general, oxidative stress within the body. And there are different things that you could do. That's what the whole, that's what you've probably heard of that, uh, 
<laughs> key marketing term used in um, the uh, <laughs> advertising of like certain foods, antioxidants. You ever heard that? Um, like blueberries, for example, yeah. you always hear, oh, berry a- antioxidant smoothie. That That's literally a dietary subs- dietary fix to oxidative stress. I wonder That's why blueberries are known as a superfood because they are like excellent at uh, at um reducing oxidation in the body. I wonder if uh smoking marijuana is an increase or a decrease in uh those stress levels. I think I can't I don't know for sure, but I think that it is good for like physical recovery like relax for in general relaxation yeah but you know what's actually interesting it might not be good for REM sleep uh, you see it's funny you say that because whenever I like smoke really heavy before bed I do not dream dude okay th- it has to be because I have yet to read any like like an actual paper or if there's any proof of this out there right i've yet to read anything or come across anything but i have heard so many anecdotal i echo that i asked my younger brother misha the other day he said literally the same exact thing you did so i really think that there's something to it yeah because a lot of people who smoke they they say that and i'm like wow dude because Dreams. That's when. That's what happens. That's dreams occur in your REM sli- in your yeah. REM cycle, and it's long been hypothesized by um, sleep scientists that it's dreams are almost that like possibly a recollection or that connecting of the dots process that happens with your memories, right? And that's why it's like sometimes dreams can be so abstract. Because it's almost like, you know, you're just like dumping all this information out there. And that's why I always use that analogy. It's like putting pieces. It's up to you to put the pieces of the puzzle together. What does it mean, right? Um, Okay, side note. Because this, again, tying back into REM sleep. Do you know how many, like... What's the... um, Shoot. What is the name of the award that is equivalent... In terms of so, in terms of like you know, achievement is is equivalent to the Nobel Peace Peace Prize in in the field of STEM. Oh well, there's the Fielding's Medal. Is that's, that what uh, it is? That's the one for mathematics. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. that's the Fielding's Medal. Do you know that a lot of like there are a lot of people, for example, that have won the Fielding's Medal that have come up with. Um, Either I I can't remember I can I can't remember anybody in particular but it could be and it could be for something that it could be for the thing that they won that the met the achievement for but they came up with those solutions or they figured whatever like something monumental out in the REM sleeps uh, or through a dream so. therefore in in the REM sleep cycle Einstein he came up with the theory say, of relativity yep, from a dream bro yep 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 because he can he had that uh that elevator yeah analogy yeah and, uh, that's yeah. the thing that like sent the yep. like the teaching of the speed of light and its effect in and outside of gravity because that's when we stopped looking at gravity as a force and so much like a permutation in a field and then things got real fucking weird <laughs> but uh, all the dreams of the scientists that followed him laid more stepping stones. And I truly believe it's because, like you said, you have uh, like that interconnectivity. But also, if you are able to like at all influence your dreams subconsciously, consciously, like through meditation, however it is that you arrive into the dream state. Um, a lot of these guys like they don't have like, you know, regular schmegular dreams like they're sitting there like 
you know, cross-legged on an infinite plane playing with geometric identities and stuff like that, like trying to find different relations. And they wake up and they're like, ah, oh, yes, sine over cosine equals tangent. Of course, how did I not see it earlier? Like, that's not something you can see when your eyes are lying to you and exactly. your nose is like, you know, distracting you and all these other mm -hmm. stimuli. You can't get in your head. Um, but I think also the way that we perceive nature is natural because we are products of nature and a lot of these uh, tools that we use to influence or to model nature is we use mathematics as a language and we use physics as the model um we are experiencing all these probabilistic effects and everything even like down to the quantum level we experience them in our everyday life so we do know how to explain it we just don't know how to mathematically explain it mm -hmm. like we know shit falls we know we breathe we know that like you know there's a wake when a boat goes uh on you know like standing water and it turns up giant waves and stuff but when you have to associate it with something that's far far more direct like math instead of description you have to get real fucking creative because yeah. without it, like you don't have the correct tools at your disposal to repeat and repeat and then publish results because it's more abstract form of expression. Yeah. I funny enough than actually like through words, you yeah. know, it's literally abstract math is where mm. all good theory starts. It's, uh, playing with variables and, that's that's a preschool that's like fitting the square block into the square hole like you're not just doing that there's so many non-geometric oriented facets of math that are like beyond my current comprehension i just failed statistics it's a uh, damn well it was like upper division statistics for my math for the applied math minor but is it's still a statistics course like it shouldn't have been that bad i i fucking passed quantum physics but no like it's it's very very difficult to obtain like the correct understanding when you're under those oxidatively stressful periods because i was yeah, no, really stressed last semester bro. and you can you can everybody can relate when you again when you have those it's generally associated with brain fog and yeah, everybody knows exactly. what that feels like yep everybody knows what that feels like oddly enough you know you can really you know when you could really feel that too is after you eat like in general like bad foods right like if think about it if you just like pigged out on what's the worst fast food you could think of like taco bell Dude, i was gonna say del taco has like <laughs> del taco the, the worst now no, like I, I wouldn't say worse than tasting but like just I, i'd be looking at the meat and i'm like oh yeah yeah i know i was gonna say like jack in the box yeah there might be some rat in here it tastes good they got good sauce you ever uh you ever they have this in Texas, I'm pretty sure. You ever heard of or been to that place, Whataburger? Dude, okay, so when I didn't mom, have that, I never tried uh, it when I was in Arizona. Don't. But I felt like when I think of like bad fast food, yeah. I think of Whataburger because okay. I just see them and I'm like, you look like that generic it is fast so food chain, like disgustingly greasy and like. Ugh. So when my mom had cancer, that was her favorite fast food because oh, it man. was like closest to the hospital food so it wasn't like a big shift yeah she would constantly be like doing physical therapy and then she'd mm -hmm. be in and out of her stays and then she'd be like yeah i could get water burger because it doesn't like like slam me in the mouth like yeah. all the other food does mm -hmm. and so we'd go and the only thing that i could tolerate even as a kid was the chicken wing or the chicken strips with white gravy because gravy was the most flavorful thing there we went back when we saw my parents last year and uh Everybody was like, oh, bro, we got to get some Whataburger because we drove with Trent and our homie Greg. And uh, we got there and it was being run by like two high school students and they were the only ones on crew. And each of our burgers looked the exact same. And it was all like barbecue sauce, undercooked onion, Oof. thick patty still red in the center. Oof. Like just like old pickles that I probably oh, found under the fridge. Geez, it was no. disgusting, dog. So now every time someone's like, oh, dude, Whataburger over In-N-Out, because I got In-N-Out in Texas, I'm dude, like... I hear people saying that, and I'm like... That is fucking like... Okay, so you're confirming uh, it, because in, in my head, I would see... Uh, I, I've seen like what it looks like, although I never ate it, and yeah. I'm like, 
even just visually, I was it's like, this doesn't look shit, like it's the same quality as In and Out. We know that In and Out is better quality. You were telling me <laughs> yeah. your friend literally handles uh, not the food processing, but the delivery of the shipment of food, right? Like from the farms to the. Oh uh, no! In and Out is vertically integrated, and we have that's a buddy it, that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's on the All Star team that opens everything. But his job in that is both like finding the um, like the easiest supply route and everything from those angles. That's a more corporate thing. But in order to like be on this team, you basically have to be able to open and close the restaurant as a manager. And so he was doing all that, and he was like, "Yeah, it's like." It's good ingredients. Like it, yeah, he knows not, where the he knows where the ingredients come. Yeah, from. well, they get they, tested that's, too. That's what I was getting because it's like yeah, USDA yeah. choice beef yeah, yeah, and shit yeah. like that. And I guarantee Waterburger's like gator yeah. meat and rabbit. Yeah, but uh, I mean, not to shit like shit on In and Out, but even like something because it's even though it's like coming from good quality sources, like we could argue the amount of um, saturated fat content in it. But I want to like focus more on like really low grade food when you eat really low grade food like you notice that brain fog afterwards oh 7-eleven ham and cheese sandwich yeah bro that's some shit like everybody's three got craft their, singles <laughs> everybody's got their their ones they can name off but you know i notice it way more now that like when you eat clean for a, like a little while even a little while and then you go back you really notice oh, yeah. it bro I notice it. I notice it mo- more cognitively than physically, brother. Isn't that crazy? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, the uh, the macronutrients are still going to be there. So yes, if it's like a no- physical recovery system and everything, like I, I suppose it would hurt your body less. Well, arguably, because you still need mic- micros. Still are are hormone signaling. So true. True. Um. But I yeah, no, you, you kind of in general, right? That's where there's a whole, um, so I didn't mean to interrupt you, but real quick, there's a whole, uh, uh, what would you call it? A whole like, uh, not like a cult, but like a whole like kind of like people that adhere to people in like the fitness community. Like there's different people that adhere to different diet styles so mm. like there's keto obviously there's yeah. a whole style that was really popular i think it still is if it fits your macros so basically you know like if it fits your macros you could eat whatever you know whatever foods you choose yeah. and it's like yes in theory but you know if you were to choose to fit all My of magnesium. your macros from yeah yeah whataburger then you're missing out on things like magnesium or uh, acetylcholine so yeah you know. that, that would make sense. I wonder, like, in terms of nutrient absorption, you digest or like you mechanically chew in the stomach, you break down or you mechanically chew in the mouth, you break down in the stomach, mm-hmm. you absorb nutrients into like the permeable membranes in that first 15 feet of your small intestine. They send that to the liver and then the liver pumps it into the blood and the kidneys filter out all the toxins in the blood. Once you have all those nutrients, do, does it go to the like muscle and body first, or does it hit brain first? Like, what's the no, order of know. priority? Because I wonder if like eating fast food is only so bad because there are micronutrients present, but not enough to make it to your brain, and that's it's why that. it doesn't affect well, your body as badly. It is that because maybe your not muscles enough. get it first. Or there's like, not enough, n- not enough micros needs a in it. Iron or something. There's not enough. Yeah. There's some really, like, important things, like the one you mentioned, magnesium, is a very, a lot of people tend to be deficient in that, supposedly. And then the other one that I mentioned, that I mentioned before, acetylcholine. Acetylcholine. Acetyl. Acetyl. I think it's acetylcholine is how it's pronounced. But uh, that's that's really important. That's what I, I speculate, and I wouldn't know for sure unless I got, like, blood drawn. But that's what I speculate that I may have gen- a genetic deficiency in naturally hmm. because I started trying to eat more foods that have it. And I'm not even eating the one that has the most the highest content in it. But I started trying focusing on uh, like it, cauliflower has has a decent amount for for what it is. Most um, lean. Well, all red meats but you know you want to get the leaner red meats so you don't have as much saturated fat but also with that that supplement that i take it has things that um 
help that out. Help that out. Uh, help uh, mainly acetylcholine is for your cholinergic system. But um, anyways, that plays heavily into your cognition. A lot of these micronutrients, magnesium as well. So, you know what the the food that has a really high acetylcholine content is, mm. and this is why it's known as like the superfood, and a lot, you hear a lot of people eating it nowadays. Liver. Oh. Yup, bro. I've thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should try it out. What liver? Try uh, beef, I believe. Cause I like, don't know from what animal. I'm chicken liver all the time and fuck. Oh, really? Yeah, that shit's like. It's small. It's, it's for delicious. sure beef liver, not like interesting. Yeah, like polar bear liver will kill you. Really? Too much vitamin C, you oh. overdose. Because we're one of the only animals that doesn't synthesize mm. our own. Like we make our own vitamin yeah. D and shit. Yeah. But for yeah. some reason, we had a mutation, and it, like we had enough vitamin C in our diet that it just kind of went unnoticed. Yeah. There's like one other type of guinea pig that got the same shit. So we're like really? the only mammals mm. in that same boat. Everybody else just synthesizes it based off you know I don't know tree bark. I couldn't imagine where else you'd get it. But, uh, yeah, liver, like, some livers are really toxic, so I wonder... It's beef. I know it's beef. I just don't know what... So, from, if it's like, beef, I wonder where the beef got it. Like, is, should we just be munching on some grass? I wonder... Because they're, like, first-level consumers. This is why, again, note for the future of the podcast, we need to just, like... Well, we could do it right now, but we're kind of, like, comfy on the couch. But, dude, I see the vision for this podcast because we're, like... We love speculating and everything. Dude, we need to like have Google Scholar open. So then oh, we're yeah. learning and speculating together, us and the viewers. We could do like a double podcast session though. Like we could do our podcast and then us listening to the podcast with uh, the books in front of us mm, and be like, oh, we're fucking idiots. Look at this dumb shit we doing said. Doing a review of yeah. us. <laughs> a little fact check. Like we could fact do like check. bar tech or bar talk and then like tech talk. Dude, I'm down. That would be kind of fun. Because sometimes it's nice to just like shoot yeah, the shit exactly. rather than just do chop this. Because we love speculating. Yeah, I know well, that. But you the can't. First step. But you can't always speculate. No, because so, then it's just like, all right, new ideas, please. Yeah, yeah. Plus, sometimes it's just time to chill. Sometimes mm -hmm. you just want to literally shut the brain off. Otherwise, you cause the oxidative stress, perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. I wonder if that's how marijuana influences the like lessening of oxidative stress or puts more I don't know there. if it lessens oxidative stress for sure. I just well, know that it could it's increase like, it. Like who knows? True. It could have like cannabinoids that increase that shit. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that 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 really did fat, like blow my mind. You said exactly what my brother said and I'm like that's how I feel and that's how a bunch of other people feel. So yeah. I legit like if I'm going to smoke now, I don't think I'm going to do it before bed. Like, I'm not going to, like, be, like, super <laughs> militant um, about it. Yeah, I mean, like, if it happens every now and then, like, okay. But I'm just, like, like I said, like, I'm, like, I know what the, what the, I know the importance of REM sleep. And I'm just, like, dude, I care about my cognitive health and performance, more importantly. So I'm just, like, optimize it, bro. I want to, like, get that, get that, get that REM sleep in. I wonder, because I always, when it comes to optimization, I always think of, like, military first. You know, like, <laughs> in, in boot camp, you know yeah. how they got, like, four, maybe five hours max of sleep Dude, each night? Dude, terrible. Like, with fire watch and shit, you might get, terrible. like, 45, 45, 45, 45. I wonder if that is, uh, like, if boot camp is the way it is because you don't learn shit because you can't sleep, or if boot camp is training you to learn shit when you can't sleep, and like influence your REM Ooh. cycles. I'm caught between those Ooh. two because, you know, if you're sitting there and yeah. you're just a kid from a farm that always yeah. gets his eight hours, wakes up at the crack of dawn, has three square meals a day, Damn. and then you get into like the insanity of boot camp, yeah. like that's gonna throw you off your rocker. Yeah, and that's how war is, and I guess like that's how they're preparing you, or just like for the uncertainty well, of the. They job. are preparing you that what you're saying for sure. Yeah, but, uh, but boot camp is notoriously, like, it treats everybody like they're stupid, and everybody does yeah. act pretty stupid. Like, nobody's above the gruel of boot camp. Like, you know, nobody's winning mm. at boot camp. Well, it, it is, it is, um, it is basically, like, they don't, again, they don't know the, the science behind, like, uh, what state they get into but there is there is a term for what state that they're preparing them for you hear the the term fight or flight right yeah. it's like yeah that's what they're preparing them for that is called the parasymp uh the sympathetic state sorry 
Sympathies. So there are two. There are two. Um, there, there are these two states that that human beings can be in called the parasympathetic and the sympathetic. The sympathetic is not so sympathetic. It, that's the fight or flight state. Gotcha. That's when things like your adrenaline, cortisol are released to literally protect you. It's like your your awareness gets heightened all this so that you can fight or flight, right? You know, it's like is that a uh, a fight or flight? Is that like because people either fight or they flight, or is that a uh, choice that you make during every? Because I I usually yeah, flight. No. Like I don't know of a time <laughs> that I've fighted, so I don't know if like I can just start no, calling no, myself it's a your, flight person. It's your choice at the it's your choice at the end of the day. I think people people just say that because that's you know usually the two things that happen when you you get into that state. But gotcha. no, it's just in. It's it, a better way to put it. It's just it's a state in which your your awareness adrenaline and awareness and all of that is heightened. Like your your hunter gatherer state is is activated. Gotcha. And uh, you know that doesn't just happen in war. You know, like sometimes, like that dead ass like that happens when you have like six six espressos, bro. When you're like stimmed out of your mind, like you're. Your sympathetic state is on. It's good to be in a sympathetic state at times. Like, again, they're preparing them for that because yeah. they're literally going to be either more times than not fighting, mm -hmm. sometimes flighting. Yeah. Right? So that's why they're doing that. Another one is the parasympathetic. That's your rest and digest state. So that's when it's time to sleep and everything. So that's why it's like, yeah, don't drink coffee you know, four hours before bed, knowing that the half life is at least six hours, because you very well might may be. Well, I have an in inverted reaction to stimulants. I you found do. out during therapy that has something to do with your own genetic polymorphisms. I think I mentioned mm. to you before. For me, no, dude. I know, because I've like had like, I've had coffee. I love coffee, but I've even like pre workouts. I love. Um, I've had Adderall before. And I got to tell you, brother, I metabolize it quick. Really? And my body loves it. Now, really? I can have too much for sure, and yeah. I will be like that term cracked out. Yeah. Uh, but I'm efficient on it, dude. Oh, yeah. If I pair, the best pairing that I've found out is uh, for myself is I, I'll take that Gorilla Mind Smooth supplement. Which is it's non-stimulatory. Any it's a nootropic. Nootropics are non-stimulatory in nature, but I pair that with like something like coffee, or, or even better, is a little bit uh, is some green tea because green tea is a more is a smoother caffeination. It is to, it is as well. Coffee as well actually. Really? Coffee is very high in antioxidants. So everybody that shits on coffee, like coffee is actually very good for you. Again, if you hmm. again dose it right, don't yeah. overdo it on the caffeine. It can be very detrimental to sleep. Getting back to selfishly cycle it back to me. No, I'm like I know that like. I got to be careful about that because I do have a family uh, history of, again, uh, um, bipolar schizophrenia. I know that that is, a, that is something that can really set that off. I yeah. could go on a tangent with this. There's a number of reasons why that could, that could set off that genetic predisposition, but uh, not to expose like a f and say which family member it was, but yeah. I know that one of the family members that did have bipolar um, – did get uh hooked on cocaine and so ah. yeah it's a concern for me but i'm i'm not like bad with it but i will say like i respond very well to stimulants but it's really interesting for you because that's just that's just genetics bro how it how it might be the opposite well i was thinking too when i was like one or two or like six months old i forget how old i was but i was in the hospital for like three four weeks Cause I was drinking bath water. I got salmonella up in Canada. Cause I guess there's like salmonella in the bath water up there. And I had like a fever what? of like one Oh three. Wait, real quick. 
salmonella in the why is there salmonella in the bath fuck water, if i know dude. that it's is like weird you get that shit from like poultry and i was just fish. going to say like so i guess what the is, chicken shit yeah got into the well water i no, have they're no just like clue everybody's like washing their their chicken rinsing their chicken <laughs> off into the well like what these chickens flushing their shit right into my bed god damn yeah peace so you were saying shit. I had a super high fever for a while, and the doctors were like, this may impair his development. And after like That's after scary. all that, my mom was like, yeah, you developed real fucking quick. Like, you started reading super early, and I was like, did I get, like, some, uh, what do you call it, uh, Planet of the Apes, like that, like, <laughs> you know, cerebrum <laughs> gas, where they started, like, smoking on that loud, and then all of a sudden yeah. they could do calculus. I wonder if like yeah. they did some rearranging into my brain because the other thing is some I wonder type if, of a neurotrophic factor. Occurred. Yeah, like maybe that disabled the synaptic pruning in my brain that allowed the synesthesia to propagate. That was uh, maybe maybe that was like a like a precursor, a cousin to uh, cerebral license. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just gave your baby a fever. <laughs> Instead of pigs, it was chicken. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> drink that salmonella water. That's the that's the real like fountain of youth it's just a chicken took a shit and cortez was like yo i'd be thinking after drinking this chicken <laughs> shit water so uh sorry getting getting back to to what you were saying so you uh, ever since then you your your overall cognition you think like I, I don't remember what legit? it was like being i don't i don't know what it was like being yeah. like two yeah. alex is really smart too and like my grandpa was a nuclear physicist so obviously yeah. i think if it's just genetic, intelligence it, yeah it could be but there's a lot of fuck shit that went on with my brain early on with that really high fever and then like other ear infections and things afterwards my parents were like yeah we thought you might be like slow growing up i i can't spell for shit <laughs> i forget a lot of names but uh I don't know if that's so much just my lack of learning phonics or if that's something that's actually, you know, wrong with the memory storage. Mm. Either way, um, I I wonder how much the, like, early life development of the brain impacts all of these factors as oh, well. It, it, it impacts a lot. Because I wonder, like, you know, there's... That's when, think about it, your brain is most plastic in the in the early part of your brain. Exactly. I mean, in the early part of your life, sorry. You have like cultural differences in between, um, in between generations that like migrate. Like uh, a lot of the first generation Vietnamese and a lot of the first generation like Southeast Asians, their children are nothing like the parents in terms of like you know the foods they crave or yeah. the types of sounds and things that they enjoy. Like their taste in music is different and everything like that. And, you know, they're going to be around as much as you can be as a child. You're going to be around those things. Like, you know, if you are a Vietnamese parent, you're probably going to be cooking Vietnamese dishes for your child. And still, they're going to have different preferences because right. the rest of their life is completely different right. early on. Like, you know, it's a different place, geographic location, different climate, different everything. So I wonder if, like, when you see huge changes in that, how much genetics plays a role in, like, the hardiness of the like pushback to that because like you know uh I, I would assume most russians aren't moving to the sahara desert <laughs> you know yeah that'd but, be pretty tough uh tough little um that'd be tough to integrate bro exactly and but like you you find soldiers that have lived in arizona and nevada right do very well in the yeah. middle east because same fucking climate yeah but that's maybe not like a genetic thing so much as it's like true. you know where they were raised true but i wonder like if, if you got someone like you that's basically pure blood Russian, if you just like tossed one of your babies in a completely different climate, like crazy different, yeah. if they would pick it up because they were born in it or if they would still, as they grew up, felt like something was off. Like, no, I, I crave I, cold weather. I believe it's, it's, it's what your belief is, is that it's, 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 the baby that's born in the climate gets adjusted to because mm -hmm. I you just mentioned me like dude I I'm not I do not typically respond well to cold weather like exactly. I get cold pretty easily yeah I like hotter weather like I lived in Phoenix for the last year brother I yeah. and I everybody was like oh is it super hot I was like no nah, you get used to it yeah like even right now like summer in SoCal like granted I just came back from 
Phoenix, but even still, like here, I'm just like, I love the hot weather, bro. So, but hey, all of my grandparents came from one of the coldest regions on the planet. Yeah. So. Well, it's it's funny that you say uh, like Phoenix was kind of the testing grounds for that because yeah. I uh, I've I've realized since it was Canada first and then Texas and yeah, Houston. I was literally just sorry not to cut you off, but I was literally just going to relate you into it. You're yeah. the same to me. Well, the no, the thing is, is it's really funny. I do really well in extreme cold. I do really well oh, in extreme do. heat. Oh yeah, I like so I you're try to extremes. cool myself. Yes, because as soon as I came from Canada, I was in Houston, which is called like the ass crack of America. Yeah, because it's absolute dog shit yeah. out there. Like the humid, is hot. Insane. It gets up to like 110 regularly, and then I was out to the fucking Mojave Desert over in Arizona, where I got you know the highs in the summer, the lows in the winter. You hit me with 80. 85 with like 70% humidity. I'm fucking miserable. Those moderate Dude. temperatures fucking destroy me. So you're just where you're where we're at right now. California is literally the worst climate because it's perfect I, I to everybody else. But every you. night I sweat every morning. I'm in the shower and I don't know it's water and sweat. Sometimes I'll be like wash my back. My head still dripping God and I'm damn. like, come on, bro. This has got to not just be water. Like it's get my eyes and it hurts. But that's actually really interesting that you're like good with extremes yeah you throw I mean, me in dry heat i flourish i as much as i talk about like cold weather like i haven't real. i don't think i've really spent a substantial time in like real cold spend weather, four so. months in like a tiaga ish area like oh, something dude. with sparse trees to, and plains i just need to take a va- take a vacation for a co- for a little while see my relatives and yeah. in the motherland during the winter Get that see see what fucking Napoleon lost for lost yeah. to everybody's lost you know yeah. survived a Russian winter besides the, the Russians. Nazis like everybody so uh, go somewhere like there to really experience it eh yeah because uh, but I haven't you know so like I I don't know if I can really speak on it just from what I remember just like going to cold places I us I feel like I usually have to bundle up more than other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could also be, like, your lifestyle. You do have a very thin level level of, like, subcutaneous fat. Like, you are That's pretty cut. Now, but I do remember, like, back in the day I was still. But that is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose yeah, even when you're, uh, like, a teenager or, like, a kid, I guess you'd kind of have a sense for whether you prefer. So I think your theory still stands. Yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be so quick to shoot that down, but put it past me, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely could just not like cold weather, but I I've also wondered, like when I'm sick and I have a fever and I go into an office that's like 72 or like you know maybe the AC's at 69, I like literally almost fucking freeze to death. Like I'm really? shivering, I can't fucking like if I have a fever, mm. it's like that. I wonder if there's like a threshold for your body to like hmm. kick it into second gear and kind of like start the little hibernation processes so you get hit with that like negative 10 degree wind chill and then something makes sense. <laughs> like maybe you just need that snapping moment and then you'll be maybe. like, all right, yeah. Because I, I don't know, I feel like until that little, l- that temperature has been met, I get real uncomfortable in those little moderates. But too high, too low, I'm great. It's actually a really good question though. Yeah, I I don't know what the endothermic and isothermic processes (laughs) are when it comes to like releasing heat in different climates because it can be cold and humid and it can be cold and dry and it can be cold and wet. Like there's a a bunch of different ways it can be cold, same way they can be hot. But in terms of like moderate temperatures, most of them kind of force a certain level of humidity, a certain level of tolerableness. Like unless you're in some crazy fucking swamp where you have like constant evaporation, uh, usually... Like 69 to 70 is going to be around like 0 to 40% humidity. But when you get super cold and you have like water condensating out of the air, super hot, and then everything's evaporating, you can get those fluctuations that I guess like push people over the edge. I forgot where it was. It was some part of like Eastern Canada. They had like insane amount of snowfall in one night, like 15 feet. And then the next day when the snow blew over, for some reason, like it got really wet. Because the sun heated the top layer, it remelted. And so everybody that didn't immediately shovel off their homes were frozen in. Like Fuck. the top of the the top of the snow like froze as packed ice. Oh and then the weight God, of the snow at dude. the bottom, because the ice up top just kept accumulating debris and shit like that, 
it started crunching down and then the space between the snowflakes just became solid ice and there was like people legit packed into their homes by like an igloo level of ice Dude. blocks it was is fucking crazy so like can't even imagine <clears throat> oh the t- fucking terror when like you open your eyes and it says nine o'clock and it's still pitch black Jesus, dude. Yeah. I've never been in snow that bad. We've been in pretty heavy snowstorms because we're from Newfoundland. And then, like, you know, we came to Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. But the extremes out there are, I, I don't know, like, they're just all equally unforgiving. So you get used to them. How, f- <clears throat> how far up north do you think you would have to go to, like, get to those extreme temperatures in Canada? Um. Well, I know, let's see, Newfoundland's an island. So it's, like, off the coast of Maine. Um, so up top of the tip of Maine, but Americans don't realize how much higher Maine is than the rest of the country. Like it's pretty fucking high it up is. there because it like scoops off and then Toronto yeah, dips super low. Exactly. Like I think Toronto and Atlanta are at the same latitude or something like that. Are they really? Yeah. Something like that because of the curvature of the earth. It's like Toronto and so, like Washington DC or Toronto something like that. Is Toronto close to Detroit? Yeah. It's under Detroit. That's right. That's right. That's Detroit's right. colder because Michigan right. kind of sticks up with the Great Lakes because that's Canadians just how got the crafty. border is. Yeah, because we squigglied. It very, very, and like I said earlier, like Newfoundland was going to be an American state, but Canada didn't want com- complete mm. control of the eastern mm. seaboard up to the Americans, so they're like, ah, now nah, we'll pay for fucking the Newfies. Mm. God damn it! Um, but you'd probably have to go pretty far up north. Mainland, it. yeah, it should. It, most of the mainland is Tyaga after a certain point because then it becomes fractal and then it's contested territory. Finns claim some of it, oddly enough, and then the Russians claim some. I think there's Japanese claims too, like for certain islands. Still, up north, like for scientific research, it's internationally uh, contested. Okay, but uh, in terms of like land and everything i don't know if it's japan or like new zealand or one of those crazy i don't think russia has any association with it anymore but i'm i i'm not you're you're more of an authority than me well to know i don't exactly know if we've come to an agreement i don't know if there's like been an international treatise or if they like don't do as much work because the thing about like the super far north is it's monopolized by climate science so if you are going up there, fucking living out there. exactly. Well, it not only would a human settlement most likely come under attack of more extremes because you have mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. all the like during the summer when the ice is melting and you'd have you would have to be like either a floating platform or a very rare place where there is both rock and ice stable enough to maintain it because, you know, glacial shifts be moving mountains and shit and carving their own paths. So it's difficult to get a permanent settlement up there, which is why, you know, the Inuit people and the other First Nations, they are, like, nomadic because mm. you can't settle down. And the predators up there, both in the water and on land, are the most ferocious. They say if you see a polar bear, you're dead if you don't have a motor or, like, a bicycle because the polar bear will catch up to you and you look real fucking delicious standing six feet over the, you know, polar ice caps. And they can swim underneath and break the ice from underneath. There's stories of people, like, not even seeing the polar bear and then randomly, like, two people be walking your buddy just disappears. And it's like, holy fuck. Yeah. This is a Yeti just grabbed him under the ice. And then you have orcas up there in the summer. You have uh, all those, like, super hard-to-find ones that we don't know how aggressive they are, like walruses and narwhals and like the other crazy ones there's not enough of them out in the wild to be observed at the same level as like you know tigers and seals so we don't know if they just be munching on humans like maybe maybe it it could be so they're not going to send bitcoin miners up there they're not going to send like you know accountants and economists like oh yes yes a very nice settlement up north that's not happening bitcoin miners (laughs) i don't know if china wanted to like all right you can't do it here but you could do it somewhere else since they're like claiming shit that isn't theirs they just send them to canada's territory in the north pole chinese settlement Hmm. play some civ six late game development um the the weirdest thing about those areas too is how little there is to research past climate because the, the biomes are fairly uniform just up north because it doesn't cover a very large geographic area. Maps would have us believe it's bigger than it is, but it's eh, fairly small. There's not really like, you know, because we're not going to do anything in terms of oil or in terms Siberia of Siberia like, is, though. Well, Siberia is landlocked. It's not uh, free flows and it's not uh, like true. seismically separated from the rest of Russia. And other parts of the North Polar where a lot of tectonic plates meet. There's like a like a polar place, and so there's a lot of like geothermal activity and shit. Like in Iceland, well, they have volcanoes and glaciers. Certain parts, because 
cer- certain parts of of Siberia would know because Russia is pretty. I think it's almost geographically horizontal to Canada. Yeah, you know? and it's the biggest country, and Canada is the second largest. So, in terms of like breadth and width, they cover I think like eighty percent of their respective latitudes. There's a lot of um, islands in Siberia that uh, might be eligible. Those are a lot of the islands that were used as gulags. Oh. That's where that's where you know that book that book that I've the always gulag archipelago. Archipelago is literally the de- the the word archipelago is is it the definition is is a chain of islands. Yeah, that's why because they were there's there's a chain of islands at a point in Siberia where a lot of those gulags were. I wonder if they're volcanic or if they're tectonic. That the sea level since they've risen considerably yeah, in the last couple of millennia. But we do know that like Siberia is just famously known for just like the the oil the amount of oil that's over there just sitting there and all of the minerals too just not to mention it's just big land there's just bound to be all sorts yeah. of resources there just just speculating obviously just curious wonder i don't know what russia fucking does with that shit they well, just kind of like sit on if, to my understanding, they just sit on Siberia. And yeah. Like, I don't know if they really do much. Well, with they patrol it, it too, because if Deadliest yeah, just, Catch was yeah. any indication, they were like trying to catch fish and they got shot at up there. They're like, there's nothing out here. And then there's like a sniper yeah. shot. <laughs> like, it was warning. Obviously, historically, they've made use for it. Just fucking like, you don't like somebody, just exile them out there. That's where you're going to put your all your concentration camps, which those aren't the best uses of, of, of that land, but. I guess it was some use. I mean, if we developed Dubai <laughs> off of oil, I feel we could maybe at least toss Siberia a bone. Like, all right, here's three oil rigs go. and a McDonald's. Like, this is yeah. this is what you get. Thanks for yeah fueling know. the fire. I don't know if they do what if they do or what type of research they would do up there. But anyways, that's interesting though that 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 part of um part of Canada that's. The Northern Territories. Yeah, the North. The Great North. I wonder if it's uh, something akin to Game of Thrones where there's like an unspoken wall that we just don't really cross in terms of science. I'm sure that's where the writers got a big of a, a chunk of idea from that from, from our own from our own just world. the mounties like yeah. after nanavut <laughs> just, mm-hmm. man this shit sucks i'm gonna write a book on this <laughs> <laughs> look he's even looking up microphones right now <laughs> he wants to be in the podcast yes alex join the dark side yeah oh okay Yeah, background noise is big. I actually just noticed we don't even have the covers on them. I don't yeah, know that's how that's going to affect the quality. I don't think we did that last time. Well, I, I, don't, I don't be huffing and puffing in these as much as I used to. I, I'm better at directing my breath, but I'm not close enough ever. Yeah, they're noise protective. Yeah, those look nice. Yeah, Blue Yeti, Yeti is, is difficult a, to configure, though. Daniel only had issues with uh, the sound quality off Yeti because the it's difficult to influence. Yeah, there's mm. like there's a, a billion different settings that you don't understand. What's the brand? Oh yeah, yeah. How much, How much is it? Yeah, Whoa, see, that's why yeah. I, that's why Damn. I didn't get it. I was remember when I was buying the equipment, I strategically was looking for you know um, best bang for the book. Yeah, I actually had money at the time, like I could have dropped on it, but you know when you're just starting out on something, you just want to be like, I don't know. My own thought was just like, hey, start somewhere, build up to it, you know. Yeah, I also don't like having but that material shit's nice influencer. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Make my mic work. <laughs> hey, Jacob, we actually might have to stop because I could see my battery getting low. So oh, that's no. another thing. It's all right, dude. This is like a little test run, little. Yeah, quick we'll one. get another dongle and then we'll get the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, get we have. We'll one. have to redo the audio, but at least we know. The next yeah, at least we know how to do yeah. it. 
Thank God for Google. Let's save. Were you were you just using that one article? Which one? On your f- whatever. Oh you yeah, were no, it's just on your one phone. article. Save that article yeah. and send it to me yeah, so that yeah. I could have it. Too. Of course, <laughs> we could use that for reference every time That'll we need be it. We'll learn eventually, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll uh, just uh, end it here. Do a little outro. This was dude, fun, dude. Uh, this is fucking great. I'm very happy, dude. We were just like, 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 like nothing ever occurred in between. There's no coronavirus. There's no pandemic. Dude, we about? might have to that next one. Just do a little like venting on the whole pandemic oh, and God. everything. All right, I'll do it, but when I get too political, I need Alex to like have a squirt gun. Oh no, that'll be when we have <laughs> Alex on the oh, on dear. the show, and I'll be mediator. Fuck Greg Abbott. <laughs> It'll be intense. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna Deuces. cut this real quick, and then we're gonna get into get into this conversation. But we'll always record it again if we have. Oh to. yeah. All right, guys. Peace.